0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to From the Top Rope. I am your host, Gersh Brooms, bringing you episode number 56 uh, of the podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. And uh, before I jump into the podcast, so I've been really sick like the last week, so I wasn't able to record a podcast last week, Um, just not feeling good. that nonsense that comes with that shit and even then like I couldn't really watch wrestling either because I just was hard to focus. I was trying to focus on TV and it just wasn't working so I didn't really get a chance to watch too much wrestling this week so we're going to be covering some news that went down and we're also going to be previewing uh, AEW full gear happening this weekend live on pay-per-view and uh, I'm also going to talk about uh, our main subject of tonight. Our main subject is going to be the WWE Money in the Bank briefcase and what needs to happen in 2023 when it comes to Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. But before we jump into it, don't forget you are listening to us right now on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. So happy to be there. We're part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network along with the Wrestling Journal Podcast and with the Project Kayfabe Podcast. Both of those podcasts are out there doing awesome stuff. And if you're not listening, if you're listening to mine and you're not listening to theirs, you're doing it wrong. Go check them out right here on the Wrestling Podcast uh, Network. You can find us right here on the same stream that you're getting this podcast on. Go give them a listen. Uh, wrestling Journal Podcast does a great job of breaking down the week in wrestling, and they go through each of the shows. and uh, And uh, Project KFabe is doing some really cool stuff with Impact. Uh, talking about Impact and TNA over on their podcast. You can follow all of us on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Brooms. You can follow this podcast at From the Top Podcast. Uh, you can follow WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. And don't forget Project k Pro- at Project underscore Kayfabe. I always mess it up. I always stumble over that. So, at IHateGurgeBrooms, at From the Top Podcast, at WrestleBuzz, and at Project underscore Kayfabe. Look for all of us on Instagram. We're all super active, and uh, there's a lot of good wrestling mark shit going on on Instagram. Um, so, also, uh, Paper Champion is a uh, big supporter, big sponsor of uh the WrestleBuzz podcast network the paper wrestling fantasy wrestling done right and uh we're knee deep in the season so you can't sign up right now it's gonna be sign up's gonna be around wrestlemania and i just want to throw out myself uh i'm currently in fourth place uh which is phenomenal and i'm in the second place in the the uh, Universal Title Division. Fourth place overall. Second place in Universal Title Division. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I've am i never been this high before. Last year I was never this high. So it's kind of cool to be this high up. And uh, still got a long ways to go. Uh, but, yeah, the Paper Champion, uh, Fantasy Wrestling, done right. Big sponsor, big supporter of uh, the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And I also want to mention that Project kfabe they are doing a giveaway. Well, I'm going to pull up... Um, their information you can find all this information on their instagram um at project underscore kayfabe but they are doing an rvd action figure giveaway um just kind of the rules of the uh of the uh of the contest of, of the giveaway uh, all you gotta do is go follow WrestleBuzz project kayfabe from the top row podcast and the wrestling journal podcast you gotta follow all of us follow look for all of us uh leave a like on the post that talks about this podcast and comment and tag one friend. If you do that, then you'll be entered in to win a RVD action figure. Um, the winner will be announced on November 21st, uh, 2022. So check them out uh, at project underscore kayfabe. You can find this at WrestleBuzz2 on Instagram. Uh, follow the, you'll see the, the post down there. I think it was posted like three days ago, four days ago. And uh, you'll see the giveaway, you'll see the action figure of, of RVD. Yeah, we're just trying to give back to our fans and get some more fans and do some cool stuff here on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. So go check out that RVD uh, action figure giveaway on uh, Project Kayfabe's Instagram page. All right. Also, one of our big sponsors uh, from uh, the good old days, uh, Bath AF. That is Bath AF. Bath Bombs Done Right. Uh, i stealing that one from uh, Paper Champion. Uh, bath Bombs uh, by Bath AF are coming back. More info to come. They're a big sponsor of the, of the show from the top rope, and we're glad to have them back. Uh, listen, if you know somebody in your life that uh, either works hard, stresses out, works out, whatever it might be, uh, baths are the way to go. A nice hot bath, and using one of the Bath Bombs by Bath AF will absolutely uh, transcend that shit to a whole nother level. So more info to come. Bath AF is coming back into the fold here at the From the Top Rope podcast. All right, so like I said, I didn't really get a chance to watch too much wrestling this week. I was just down and out on the couch, and it was just a long week. It just I had to go to work, and then when I got off work, it was bad. And then I had to take a day off uh, just to sit at home and kind of chill out. And yeah, it wasn't a good week here in the Gers Rooms household, but I am alive and well, almost to 100%. Hopefully tomorrow will be a different story. But here, let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, I did pay attention to the wrestling news this week. Um, it, it, was a, it was like a busy, but not busy week all at the same time. So we're going to slip into the next segment of this podcast, and I don't have a jingle yet. I should probably come up with a jingle, but let's slip into the 10 count. All right, so the 10 count, if you don't know, is uh, where we count down uh, what I think the top 10 biggest stories uh, of the week are, in no particular order, but these are the 10 biggest stories that uh, I think happened this week in wrestling, and I'm going to take a sip out of my beer, I'm currently drinking Shiner Bock, any of my Texas listeners know what the hell is up, Shiner Bock is in the house, uh, so I'm going to take a sip out of my Shiner Bock and let's jump into the 10 count, mm. all right, so number 10 top stories of the week, Uh, Nick Aldis he announced that he has put in his notice with NWA. Now I don't know if you guys watch NWA Power um, pre-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, NWA Power was on fire. Like I enjoyed the hell of it. I watched it every week. I got the I think they did two of the NWA Power Power, uh, era pay-per-views. And uh, they were both a lot of fun. I know that they were going into their their big one where they're going to finally move out of the studio for a pay-per-view right when the pandemic hit. And, of course, that shifted everything. Well, of course, Nick Aldis was the NWA champion back then and a damn good world champion, like exactly what I think a world champion should be. And, uh, yeah, really since the pandemic, uh, since they've come back after the pandemic, I guess, it really hasn't really done much. I know he's done some stuff. He lost the belt. Um and uh he lost the the world championship belt and whatever. He's just been kind of messing around down at NWA. No, Nick Aldis either needs to be in AEW or in WWE. And I think he has like a pretty good relationship with Cody Rhodes. Um and I would love to see that character he plays now, the Nick Aldis character, uh like is very rare, very Ric Flair-ish, you know, just wearing suits and uh, you know, doing shit like that. Um, I would love to see that in WWE. So if we can get Nick Aldis over in WWE with that same character and like not trying to rebrand him or anything, um, I think that'd be dope as hell. Uh, but yeah, Nick Aldis announced no longer going to be with NWA uh, once his contract expires. All right, number nine. WWE announced the Raw 30th anniversary show in Philadelphia on January 23rd. And I'm assuming most of you guys saw the... Um, the graphic that was made for it, the, you know, Raw is XXX, of course, good job, Triple H, all right, look, you got me, all right, Raw is 30, obviously Roman numeral, but of course, Raw is XXX, great, I love it, Um, not doing it in New York, though, that's interesting, they're doing it in Philadelphia, I know the Philly crowd is is good for these shows, and uh, that's a good uh, home base for WWE to go to, but I find it interesting they're not doing it in New York, um, and I hope they make it special. I know they just recently kind of like bypassed another, was it their 25th 100 show or some shit like that? I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe their 3000, it wasn't their 3000s. It was one of those like number mile markers. They just passed it like nothing happened. Like it was just, I think they maybe mentioned it on TV, but um, super excited. They're going to do something for their 30th. And, uh, my question is to you is what do you want to see? Um, I know there was a lot of heat behind the 25th anniversary because basically it was, it was really weird and FTR got buried and all types of stuff like that. Um, what would you, what would you like to see? I mean, me personally, I'm good with like the reunions. Like I'm good with bringing at, bringing back, you know, we just had DX recently. We don't need to keep bringing back all these old people. Maybe in a backstage segment, you know, like they do, like the party or whatever. Um, But they should take this moment to kind of pull the same bullshit that AEW pulls with their their specials that they do on TV, you know, Um, uh, you know, beach break and stuff like that. This could be an excellent opportunity to do like a a a pay per view level event on TV to celebrate the 30th anniversary of RAW. That's just my opinion. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, But yeah, coming up January 23rd. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, Raw 30th anniversary. All right, story number eight. Um, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and deep dive into it now. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Where where did we go wrong? Like, you know, we were just talking about, I think maybe a couple weeks ago in the podcast or somebody was talking about on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network that there were plans and conversations being had about keeping the belt on him, like past mania, like keeping it like potentially even going for a year with the belt or excuse me, with the, the briefcase. And then for it to just be withered away on a random episode of raw on the U S title, which the U S title is being contested in an open challenge match. And which Austin theory could have, In theory, he could have just answered the call and he could have just done it. You know, he could just answer the open challenge. He didn't have to burn it. And he's already held the U.S. title. Um, And then for him to lose it, for him to not even win the belt. Um, Absolute disgrace uh, of money in the bank. And, uh, I mean, I feel bad for Austin Theory. He's going to have to go off TV for a little bit maybe come back in the rumble to maybe get some of his heat back. Because right now he's got the stink on him big time. But, yeah, Austin Theory tried to cash in on the U.S. championship and uh, failed miserably. Um, the uh, Let's go down to – we're going to talk more about that later. We'll go down to number seven story tonight. Uh, big rumors coming out of WWE that John Cena is going to come back and wrestle at WrestleMania. Um, I think uh, if he doesn't wrestle by the end of the year, this is going to be the first time that uh, he hasn't wrestled on a pay-per-view since he debuted in WWE uh, for an entire calendar year. So uh, I would like to see him come in before the end of the year, but we won't see that, obviously. I don't know. I mean, other than war games, I don't think WWE has anything in December planned. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But who would John Cena face is the question. Who would he face if he came back and wrestled? at WrestleMania, and I think the heavy rumors are going around, or at least the heavy uh, fantasy booking going around, is Walter Gunther. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that would be a fucking ridiculously cool match. Um, Obviously, I want Gunther to go over, uh, beating John Cena, and however they build it, um, John Cena wants to come back and win the IC title. I can't remember if he's won the IC title I think maybe I, I heard someone talk or I read something about how he's never won the IC title, so maybe he wants to win the IC title. I don't know if that's... He's won a lot of belts, but maybe the IC title isn't one of them. Uh, so maybe they can play it in the storyline. But Gunther versus uh, John Cena would be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that's a WrestleMania-worthy event. And, uh, and it's not like... Uh, what was it? Baron Corbin back in the day he, he fought in Kurt Angle's retirement match or whatever. You know, they, That didn't seem right. Gunther versus John Cena sounds fucking delicious um so yeah heavy rumors coming out that he will be back and wrestling at wrestlemania of course he's coming off of uh, his, the big success with um how come i always forget stuff it just blacks out of my mind um the damn hbo combo of peacemaker jesus um what a great show and him coming off of that show and then jumping in uh back in the wwe is absolutely phenomenal um I haven't seen Black Adam yet, but I think Peacemaker is better than Black Adam, uh, even though I haven't seen Black Adam yet. So maybe that's what we need at WrestleMania. Maybe we need The Rock versus John Cena. We need Peacemaker versus Black Adam. I'm here for that shit. Mm. All right. Story number six. Uh, WWE has officially retired the 24-7 championship. God bless its soul. Um, What an absolute waste of a belt and waste of TV time. Um, there was some moments, especially pre-pandemic, where they were doing some pretty interesting stuff with it. Um, they were including the their YouTube channel, Instagram. They were like, you know, you could lose your belt on Instagram. And there was some stuff with weddings and stuff like that. There was a little bit of fun stuff. It was more of like, no one took it seriously, but it was fun to watch, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. Um, but then for it to kind of just randomly pop up and... They kept doing the same tropes over and over again when they have everyone in the back, and people got pinned way too easy uh, outside of the comedic element of it. Like, you know, it was fun. What was it? R Truth, when he had the belt. I think he's like the 40th. uh, He's had the belt like 40 times or something like that. That was all pretty good, but that belt ran its course pretty damn quick. Um, I'll be generous and say a year, but I definitely think it was less than a year. Um, Remember, he pinned Jinder Mahal on the plane to Saudi Arabia? Like that was good. That was golden, man. They put it on YouTube, and he lost his belt on YouTube, and it was great. Um, but yeah, uh, Nikki ASH or Nikki Cross, whatever she is now, uh, she went and uh, dumped it in the trash. Even though she kind of missed the trash, she definitely not kind of. She missed the trash, um, which I think just sums up perfectly the uh, the 24 championship title run uh, for all people. Yeah, it couldn't even get it in the trash. But rest in peace, 24/7 championship, no longer. Uh, an active championship in WWE. All right. Now, story number five. Let's talk about Core Jade. Core Jade uh, apparently is being talked about um, backstage at WWE as the next Sasha Banks. Um, now, Sasha Banks to me is a generational talent. Like, that's once in a lifetime we got somebody like Sasha Banks. Um, and I can say that pretty confidently because there's a lot of women on uh, in all of professional wrestling uh, Aew, WWE, whatever you want to do, New Japan, and there's some people out there doing some really great stuff. But I'll, I will confidently say that I believe that the, the exceptional, female wrestlers are, outnumbered dramatically by the either mediocre or just borderline shitty, uh, female wrestlers. Um, that's just my opinion. So. When you've got somebody like Sasha Banks, who I consider she is absolutely exceptional uh, wrestler, not just female, she's an exceptional wrestler. Um, and I don't know if Cora Jay is at that level. Maybe they think about her star power. Maybe they think about her charisma. But uh, I don't think she's like physically on the athletic level and uh, like just like the work level too. Sasha Banks puts in the goddamn work. I don't think Cora J is there. But she's super young. I think J is like 22, 23 or something like that. So, uh, which off, obviously Sasha Banks is super young too. I think she's barely 30 or 29, something like that. Um, so maybe maybe we can see something. I think Corey Jay's got a lot more a uh, lot more work to go before she gets to a Sasha Banks level, but um, it's important for WWE to identify those people and then groom them, take care of them and build them into the stars. Um, The idea that these people need to pop out of NXT, like ready to go, and she barely been there a year. Um, it is ridiculous. So give her a couple more years down at NXT. Give her some more high profile matches. Can we first off? Can I just sidetrack for a minute? Can we move fucking NXT out of the Performance Center because it looks so stupid every week? I was listening to a podcast where they talked about like the fans aren't even fans. They're basically extras because they're basically the same people that go every week, and they're basically paid extra or not non paid extras. And it's just not. I don't like the environment. I don't like the matches that go on in there. Um, it, at least when it was in full sale, full sale, you could tell was small, but it felt big time. I don't know if it was the lighting or just the arena, but, um, when I can like barely I, I can blink and I can see the entire arena, you know what I'm saying? Like they, it's just not good. They got to get out of there. And in order for Cora J to elevate to that level, she needs to get into some takeovers. Um, obviously at Sasha Banks was great, but that's where you really become great is when you're in front of all those fans. And stuff. She's not going to get great in front of 150 fans in the performance center. But yeah, whatever. Sasha Banks, where is she? Where are you at, Sasha Banks? Come back. We miss you. Miss you big time. Uh, All right, let's go down to uh, story number four Bobby Fish. Uh, We reported back uh, a little over a month ago that he was going to be in a boxing match. I can't remember where. I think it was maybe overseas somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, he was in a boxing match uh, this last weekend against, I'm going to butcher the hell of this, and I apologize. I don't know who this is, uh, Boating Priumph. I know that's not right. Just roll with me. Uh, but he won. Yeah, Bobby Fish won the uh, won the match, won the fight, whatever you want to call it. And uh, good for him. He ain't doing shit else. Um, he's down in, uh, I think, still down in impact. Uh, but, yeah, good for him for branching out and being successful. He should let CM Punk know what's up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh CM Funk, oh CM Funk! All right, story number three: um, big return uh, on WWE SmackDown this week. Uh, well, semi big return. It's it's good for storyline, I guess. Sarah Logan, she's back. Sarah Logan came back and she joined the the Viking Raiders, and uh, that's really the story. And uh, I think people assumed this was going to happen. Um, I think she showed back up for the Rumble. Like she was one of those weird people. Where, like they fired her and then brought her back for the Rumble. But, yeah, so she's back, and, you know, this is, you know, Triple H is doing this thing where he's getting all his NXT darlings that he uh, had for a while and doing his thing with them, which is totally fine. But, um, yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, she's married to one of the Viking Raiders. I can't remember which one it is, but it's nice to see her back and in that group and uh, maybe fleshing out the Viking Raiders a little bit more. We need a few more factions, you know what I'm saying? We got Viking Raiders now with three people, Judgment Day, uh, we got the OC. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the bloodline, obviously. So yeah, let's get some more people. uh, let's, Let's get one more person in the Viking. Who would you want in the Viking Raiders? Like if you can get like one more person, like, let me think about this. Hold on. If I can add one more person, they have to completely adopt the Viking outfit gimmick, the whole deal. I would say, hmm, 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 hmm. I got the roster going through my head right now. Shit. Austin Theory. What am I even talking about? Austin Theory. Bro, you ain't got shit else to do right now. You ain't got a purpose. You ain't got a reason to live. (laughs) Take your ass over to SmackDown and join the Viking Raiders. And you have to wear the same outfit, though, that Sarah Logan wears. Not the one the Viking Raiders wear. You have to wear Sarah Logan's outfit. I need it. Austin Theory. You heard it here first. I'm from the Top Row Podcast. I'm calling my shot. Austin Theory is going to join the Viking Raiders. All right. Uh, Story number two tonight. CM Punk made his first official public appearance whatever you want to call it since uh the brawl out as everyone is uh, so casually and wonderfully calling it uh at the obviously the media scrum after all out 2022 back in september um he was doing commentary for mma um i didn't write down in my notes uh which mma uh promotion it was for so i apologize i know it's one of the the lesser known ones uh outside of like uh uh, UFC and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, his hair was kind of long. And uh, yeah, he's he's doing his thing. I mean, obviously the heavy rumors are right now that CM Punk is um, they're trying to buy out his contract. And then there was rumors that he was done with wrestling, but then he got his wrestling bug back. Um, listen, I'm t- I'm telling y'all, AEW just needs to pay out his contract and come up with some weird deal for merchandise. and uh, Or... Uh, not or, but and he needs to go to WWE. He needs his main event at WrestleMania. I don't think he's gonna. He, there's no way he's gonna main event this year. Uh, this is definitely Cody's year. But imagine if Cody had the belt. Like, let's say Cody wins uh, wins the Rumble and beats Roman at WrestleMania, and that's saying that the Rock isn't gonna be there if the Rock thing doesn't work out or whatever. Imagine Cody holding it from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. And then we get CM Punk versus Wrestle uh, versus CM Punk. CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes at the next WrestleMania. And how fucking great would that be? That would be, oh, melt the goddamn tickets. Melt your money, because you're just going to get bucket loads, WWE. Make it happen. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I definitely don't want to see CM Punk back in AEW. I think that ship has completely sailed. He had a really good run. He won the championship twice. Um, He had arguably the best feud of the year with uh, MJF. Um, I was there for the dog collar match and it was fucking great, but, um, yeah, he's down there. So, uh, good to see him out at least, uh, doing some things professionally. Um, obviously I don't like to see people go like not do anything, but, uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't need to come back to AEW and I just booked the next year's WrestleMania main event for you guys. Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk for the championship. You heard it here. All right. And our final story of the night uh is the number one story uh the usos uh beat the new day in that uh in that like longest reigning match like like whoever won this match was going to have the title as the longest reigning tag team champions obviously the new day have that title that that title that like uh that accolade, if you will, right now. And um, if the Usos beat them, though, then the Usos would have it. Um, Great stakes. And it's really great that WWE paid attention to that and knew that was coming and put it on SmackDown. And uh, it was a damn good match. Uh, But, of course, the Usos win. So our number one story is the Usos uh, now being the longest longest reigning tag team champions in WWE of all time. And good for them, because obviously this whole bloodline thing is working. It's probably one of the... Best things on WWE, um, if not wrestling. So congratulations to the Usos on doing that. All right, let me take another sip of my beer. And then we're going to jump into our main topic of tonight, which is the full gear preview. Let's get this beer going. Mmm. I'm not a professional, so I don't edit shit out. So you guys are getting all this stuff. I put my music at the beginning, I put my music at the end, and I call it good. So you guys get the good stuff here with me. Mm. And it's really good coming off of being sick for like the last week because I feel pretty good right now. And I'm really goddamn hype for uh, Full Gear this weekend. Mm. So let's jump into Let's do a preview predictions for AEW Full Gear. Now, obviously, uh, um, I'm counting uh, right here. I've got nine matches. And, of course, we know Tony Khan loves his 38-match pay-per-view. So between now and saturday when the pay-per-view is obviously some matches can be added on um we're going to try to do a uh, live stream uh, on youtube review and then we'll throw the audio uh on the the wrestle podcast network um podcast feed uh I do we got we gotta do something this weekend for a full gear because it's going to be great so if any matches get added on between now and then i'm so sorry i'm sure somebody will talk about them in the podcast network so Let's go ahead and just knock off the first one because I don't have a winner. And honestly, I don't care. And you'll learn why I don't care later. Um, and That's the AEW uh, Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, obviously, the winner gets an AEW World Championship match at Winter is Coming. Um, who won it last year? Oh, that's right. Uh, Brian Danielson. So you guys remember Brian Danielson fought Hangman at the at Winter is Coming. And that's where I think they went to the time limit draw, uh, which was cool. And the year before that, remember Tony, Kenny Omega, I think I think I almost called him Tony Omega. Kenny Omega won the tournament, and he fought, uh, obviously, John Moxley at Winners Coming, and that's whenever uh, Kenny Omega won the championship. Um, so the point of all that is I don't think whoever wins this tournament is going to win the belt. And I'll explain why later, but you can probably figure it out why. So let's start at Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a steel cage match. Um, uh, the story seems kind of flat um, Just mainly because I, If I remember Luchasaurus already beat uh, Jungle Boy um, I think he put to That great Whatever's going on With Christian Cage um, But damn it Inside a steel cage You fucking had me at hello uh, I'm absolutely decided, excited To see what Jungle Boy Is going to do uh, Luchasaurus too But see what both of them Are going to do Inside a steel cage So who do I think Is going to win uh, I think it's obvious Jungle Boy Jack Perry Has to win this one um, He can't keep, keep Getting beat um, and, uh, this absolutely has to be his night and, uh, maybe Christian cage gets like involved. Maybe he's, uh, recovered from his, uh, his injury and he gets involved. That'd be super cool. Cause I think eventually we need to get to Christian cage versus jungle boy, uh, which damn, that'd be cool. If he is good to go now, like he's good to go. So he interfere interferes and you can tell by the way he's interfering that he's cleared the wrestle uh because jungle boy versus Christian cage at winter is coming would be fucking dope. But yeah Jungle Boy Jack Perry all day. All right, here's the one the fascinating uh I saw this one was when you order your when you order uh your retirement match from Wish or some shit like that. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. Now don't get me wrong, I think this match is gonna be fun and I think it's gonna be awesome. Jeff Jarrett and Sting in the same ring is gonna be great. Um, obviously we saw something similar to this to Ric Flair's last match, not too long ago, but you know what I'm here for it. I mean, anytime stings in the ring, I'm good. Uh, but what I will say is that Darby Allen has to go fuck around and do something else because he is stuck in this sting limbo and he is, we should be talking about Darby Allen in the world championship, uh, conversation, um, instead of these fucking goofy tag matches. While this match is going to be fun. It's definitely a goofy tag match. I will enjoy it. I will watch it. But uh, for Darby Allen, it's nothing, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I do think Sting and Darby Allen are gonna win, um, or maybe ooh, maybe Sting turns on Darby Allen. Ooh, let's talk about that. Yeah, something something's gonna happen. Because uh, I think I think Sting losing again and Darby losing again is dumb. I don't think Jeff Jarrett needs to be put over. I definitely don't think Jay Lethal needs to be put over. Even though Tony Khan seems to be sucking on his ballsack right now, he loves him some Jay Lethal. Send his ass to Ring of Honor whenever the hell that's coming or happening. But Jay Lethal is is he's great. I enjoy watching, him, but he's not an AEW top guy. I don't need him in there for that stuff. Um, so I say Sting and Darby Allen, uh, but with an interesting twist. I think maybe at some point Sting will betray Darby and Sting will turn heel. Damn, wouldn't that be dope as fuck? A heel Sting, get out of here. Um, but yeah, for my prediction, Sting and Darby Allen for the win. All right, Doctor Brett Baker, DMD versus Soraya, Soraya. Um, I mean, so I, I sometimes I hate these predictable matches. So I think this might be a predictable match, right? Obviously, if Soraya's first match back. You wanted to have a win, um, but Britt Baker is the number one women's wrestler in AEW. Um, whether for popularity, she's got her her shit is over. And what are you gonna do with Soraya? Like, what's like, what's the point of Soraya? What's the point of her? Is she gonna come in? Is she gonna be dominant? Is she gonna be future champion? I mean, they just did it with CM Punk, right? CM Punk won all of his damn matches for the most part. Um, he only lost a handful of matches. If Yeah, he lost, I against Moxley and MJF. Um, so maybe they're going to give Soraya the CM Punk push, and maybe eventually she will be a, a world champion. Um, and, you know, as I'm kind of talking myself and working myself into a shoot, brother, the, the women's division isn't, like, the strongest thing in AEW, obviously. Um, we'll talk more about women's matches later on, but the... It's not the strongest thing in the world, so it's not like she would be beating the biggest like the biggest competition she can have. So maybe she could be uh, world champion. Maybe that's what they want to do. They want to give her the CM Punk push and um, and get her the world championship. So in order for that to happen, she has to beat Dr. Britt Baker. And I think they're going to do something with her. I don't know what it's going to be. Even though I don't want to see Britt Baker lose, um, Soraya is definitely going to win. Uh, because obvi- they want to do the CM Punk push and they want to do whatever they're going to do with her. Uh, so Soraya for the win against the doctor. In a match that I give absolute two shits about. I have, you know, I can honestly sit back and I can say confidently. I can say confidently. I don't give two shits about any Jay Cargill match, any, Not one because most of them are just random squashes. She's been doing this shit for long enough. I mean, hasn't it been about a year now, almost a year, since she won the TM- TBS title? It has to be almost a year. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Get myself fired up. I need to sip of my beer. I don't know what they're doing. I don't like the story with Nala Rose. I don't like Nala Rose either. I think she's just a uh, she's just a, a a big boss to beat. Um, she's better as the the villain you have to go through to to go to the next person. She's not the title holder. That's just my opinion. Um, So, yeah, Jade Cargill is going to get her belt back because Nalaro stole it or whatever. Um, But fuck it. I've already talked way too much about a Jade Cargill match. Let's get to this uh, savory motherfucker Chris Jericho defending his ROH championship against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, and Sammy motherfucking Guevara. Let me tell you something. You're going to hear it right now on From the Top Road podcast absolutely, hands down, Sammy Guevara is going to win that title. Um, And he's going to pin Chris Jericho for it. The JAS has really ran its course. All right, that fucker is gone. It's fun. It was cute for a while, but we've been doing it since like the spring and we're knee deep in the fall. It's time for it to be done. Uh, Sammy Guevara pins Chris Jericho, but damn, potential match of the night. This is, I mean... We got Blackpool Combat Club, we got Jericho Appreciation Society, get the fuck out of here. That is absolutely going to be a banger, but I think Sammy Guevara is going to pin Chris Jericho for the win and become the new ROH Championship. Championship? Be the championship? Be the champion. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter for the interim AEW Women's World Champion. How was they gonna put a fucking time limit on these interims, right? I, uh, Thunder Rose has been gone a while now. I think CM Punk was only gone like five or six weeks uh, whenever he had the interim championship. Um, she's been gone for fucking a while. I may be lying. Maybe it was two months. But he hurt himself right after. Yeah, no, no, it was about, eh, maybe shit, maybe it was two months. But I feel like Thunder Rosa's been gone forever, and it's still an interim. Um, and for the fact that it is still an interim is why I think Jamie Hayter is going to win. I think if Jamie Hayter was going for the full title, um, then not so much. But uh, but Jamie Hayter is fantastic. She's over as hell, and she's definitely going to be Tony Storm for the interim championship. And maybe when Thunder Rosa comes back, we have a three-way um, triple threat, whatever you want to call it, Jamie Hader, Tony Storm, and Thunder Rosa for the championship. And that'll be a banger of a match. But yeah, Jamie Hader will win the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Woo! I'm on Wikipedia pulling this up, so they got them in a weird order. So um, the over, you want to talk about over, the goddamn acclaimed. Anthony Bowman's and Matt Castor with Daddy Ass Himself, Billy Guns, going against Swerve and our Glory, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland. and The Acclaimed are defending their AEW World Tag Team Championships. So I was really hoping that this was going to be FTR. So they're running it back. It's going to be a third match. That's fine. Um, I do think the Acclaimed is going to win. I think the Acclaimed are way too over. Uh, you'll probably see a Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland uh, breakup, or you'll see a full Keith, Keith Lee heel turn, uh, which I think would be awesome um but yeah i definitely think at the end of the day they claim they're going to walk out with the belts they're still over um i need i don't need another tag team that they beat already to beat them again um i need ftr to beat the acclaimed and i would like to see that if uh, winner is coming if that's something they're going to line up winner is coming uh the acclaimed versus ftr and have the ftr win there um because they claimed her over, and so if they're going to lose to somebody, they need to lose to somebody legit. And that's FTR. It ain't swerving our glory. All right, let me take one more sip of my beer because we got to talk about John Moxley defending the AEW World Championship against MJ motherfucking F. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, can y'all feel it? So the question is, is not the fact that MJF MG, is going to win. Hands down, MJF is going to win. I think everybody is in consensus that MJF is going to win. But, is MJF going to win via being a good guy? Or is he going to win being a bad guy? And I think them teetering on the line of him being a heel versus, um... uh, Hold on, I got a weird text message. Let me pull it off. No, nothing. We're good. Just a weird text message popped up. Um, The... uh, where was I at? Oh, yeah. Teetering on the line of being a good guy or being a bad guy. And, oh, man, it's been the best. Um, I've been able to catch most of his promos, uh, and I've been just paying attention. He's been on a couple podcasts and radio shows, and he's just doing the business right now. MJF is the best in the game uh, when it comes to being the character and just being a character, just being the character itself. Um, best character, hands down, right now, MJF, right? Yeah. Um, and uh he's gonna take the belt um but i'm super fascinated if he's going to cheat to win if he's gonna employ the firm you know that's all a ruse um or if he's gonna push them away but they accidentally get involved and mjf wins and he gets they get the firm gets involved without his knowing or some shit like that and they're all just fucking around um i heard a theory i read a theory that uh Uh, was it Morrissey Uh, they have a contract set up with the firm where they're going to fake it that they're not together and to help MJF win and then Morrissey will get the the title shot first like that's the payment like hey we'll help you win the title and we'll do all this stuff to let John Moxley's uh, uh, guard down and then Morrissey will get a title shot first or something like that Um, even though I saw somewhere else that was like if John Moxley if this is a trick like if it's a trick and MJF is playing all of us, and the firm are playing all of us, or whatever. If we're being played at all, that means John Moxley is being played. And I don't think John Moxley is that stupid, right? Not at all. And his character is not dumb enough to fall for, I'm a good guy now, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So actually, I don't have an answer. I don't know what he's going to do, which is what I find fucking amazing and fantastic about the John Moxley-MJF storyline, is that I know MJF's going to win. I just don't know how he's gonna win, and because literally how he wins will tell the next six months of MJF's life. And I is he gonna be a face or is he gonna be a heel? Um, you know, we've had nothing but faces for a year now as world champions: uh, Moxley, Punk, and Hangman. So we need a nice greaseball heel as the thing. So maybe, I'm not saying this will happen, but this is me just saying, hey, this is what I want to happen. I think MJF needs to stay a heel. I think he needs to talk mad shit with that giant fucking AEW belt around his waist. I am super hyped for this match. I'm marking out hard for it right now. But MJF will become your new AEW world champion. Just how's he going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, that is... Your full gear preview. That is happening this Saturday, I believe. It is Saturday, uh, live on pay per view. And like I said, we're going to try to get with the other members of the Wrestling Journal, or excuse me, the uh, well, Wrestling Journal podcast and the Project CAFÉ podcast. Uh, all of us here at the Wrestle Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network. We're going to try to get together and do a post show review on Saturday night. And I can't wait. All right. I'm talking so much. I got to drink more. Hold on. I got I got to wet the whistle, if you will. Hmm. So. Uh, let's talk about our of the week. So, as you guys know, if you go on my Instagram at From The Top Rope Podcast, every Sunday I post um, the best of the week. I have four categories, and uh, you can check them all out on my Instagram. But I just want to run down them real quick. So, uh, as always, the moment of the week I have to give to Austin Theory's failed cash in. Can you fucking believe it? Like that was the dumbest thing. Like Triple H was. I don't. I, I really hope that. Sometime soon, we get some more uh, some more uh, info out of the dirt sheets, like why they did that. Like, I want Triple H to go on damn Logan Paul's podcast and talk about why he did that. I need to know why they did that. Like, well, I mean, obviously, it was to get the belt off of him, but like, you could have easily given the belt off. of – You could have or get the excuse me, get the briefcase off of him. Uh, you could have easily got the briefcase off of him uh, on Roman, and it would have felt more credible, more big, more everything. Like Roman could have just beat his ass and called it good, because that's all that happened here. Bobby Lashley just pit, uh, pistol whipped his ass out on the outside and threw him around like an empty tracksuit. Like it was, it was the dumbest thing. One is by far. If you we were to rank the five dumbest things WWE did this year, uh, in that top five it has to be uh, making Austin Theory lose his Money in the Bank in a fucking U.S. title match. But I still put that as a moment of the week because it was big. That was a big thing that happened. So that's my moment of the week as it shook shook people because it was it, it was big. Uh, promo of the week, I'm going to give to Soraya and Britt Baker as they're building their match to full gear. A really good promo right in the middle of the ring. I like watching them interact. And I like they've been keeping them distant for like the last couple weeks uh, through some clever mechanics, if you will. And uh, So yeah, they put on a bomb promo this week. Promo of the week goes to Soraya and Britt Baker. Uh, match of the week. Hands down, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara, two out of three falls match. Woo! They beat the shit out of each other, and both of them put on an amazing show. If you have not watched uh, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara, best two out of three falls match from AEW Dynamite this week, absolutely go check it out. Hands down, match of the week. And the rest of the week, I have to give it to the Usos. The Usos uh, becoming now the longest reigning WWE tag team. Champions! Congratulations to them and they are our wrestlers of the week. Now before we jump into my hot take for the night, uh, we're going to talk about um, the preview for the week. So here we go. This week coming up uh, in wrestling, I've got zero to preview for Raw. I've got no idea what they're doing. Uh, NXT, we got two big title matches going on in NXT this week. Braun Baker defending his NXT title against Von Wagner, and Mandy Rose defending her NXT Women's Championship against Alba Fire. On AEW Dynamite, of course, it's the Full Gear Go Home show, so it should be a lot of good, exciting stuff. Um, we've got Ethan Page versus Bandito, and that's part of the Eliminator Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, we got MJF is, uh, going to be there to say something. He's going to be there to say something. That's all they give us. And, uh, Death Triangle is defending, uh, their trios title against Top Flight and AR Fox. Um, Smackdown, I've got nothing. And then, um, uh, Rampage, I have nothing. So let's talk about my hot take, not even a hot take tonight. I just want to talk about the, um, I just want to talk about the uh, Money in the Bank shenanigans, okay? So here, WWE. Let's talk about Money in the Bank for 2023. Let's just talk. Let's talk about the women's one first. So the women's Money in the Bank, and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try my best off the top of my head to remember the history of the women's Money in the Bank. All right. So women's Money in the Bank number one. Uh, Carmella wins it, but of course she. Uh, uh, damn, his name is blocking out. Her little, her little creepy buddy she had with her. Um, definitely can't remember his name right now. She, he actually went and got it, and then they had to redo it eventually, and had to really win it, whatever. But she held it forever, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, she held it and cashed it in. I think the night after WrestleMania on Charlotte or whatever. So she had it for a while. Then we went to the that same year, so the next or the next year with the Money in the Bank. Um, Alexa Bliss cashed in the same night. Let's go to the next year. That was 2019. So I believe the wait was that. 2019, hold on, I'm getting my my shit together. 2018 is Lexus Bliss. 2019 was Bailey and she cashed in the same night. Uh 2020 was the pandemic, so literally cashed in the next night because uh remember uh Becky Lynch was pregnant, so Asuka got money in the bank and they just gave her the belt instead of, you know, whatever, so she just like the next night on Raw, like here you go, you're the Women's Champion now. Um and then uh last year was uh, Nikki A.S.H. And then Nikki A.S.H. And am I remembering this right? Hold on, hold on. I may not remember, remember this right. Yeah, Nikki A.S.H. in 2021. And she cashed in the next night on Raw. You get where I'm going with this? And then, damn, who won Money in the Bank this year? Who the hell? Oh, yeah. Liv, Liv Morgan, of course, cashed in the same night. So literally, for the exception of Carmella... Every single women's Money in the Bank has either been cashed in the night of or the next night, and that is absolutely pathetic on your part, WWE. Okay, you've got to give a heel, fucking Shayna Baszler. You know what I'm saying? Give Shayna Baszler that goddamn belt and let her be a goddamn lurker in the rafters for like ten months, just waiting for her moment. Absolutely, you have to give it to a credible champion or a credible contender for the title. One thousand percent. Shayna Baszler is that person. That is how Shayna Baszler should win uh, her first main roster championship, um, hands down. But she has to hold it for a long time. That loom of the Money in the Bank is the lore of the Money in the Bank. For the most part, unless you're Austin Theory and a handful of others, you're gonna win if you have the the thing. So you don't. You've already got it. We know they're gonna win. Let that sit and let it settle, guys. Just let it settle, okay. Give the women's money in the bank some goddamn respect on their name this year, and for the men's money in the bank, um, I do think it should be a heel, um, and I think it should—it has to be somebody who's actually like. Nobody really believed Austin Theory was ever going to beat Roman Reigns, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. Um, it has to be someone legitimate, like someone and. Like it's not only someone legitimate, but someone that hasn't already had a WWE championship too. Because obviously, at my mind goes to like Bobby Lashley, um, stuff like that. No, we need we need to see someone who's a legitimate contender or potential. Like maybe they can build into it. Um, uh, damn, Seth Rollins winning it and winning it again would be great. Um, but I I don't even have like a person. I just know it needs to be somebody more legitimate than Austin Goddamn Theory. Okay, <laughs> um, we never thought he was. And maybe that's what they. Maybe that was what they wanted to do with the whole Seth Rollins in the U.S. title. They're like, well, everybody knows he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. So shit, let's just. He might be Seth Rollins. Whatever. Stood out there, but it has to be somebody absolutely legitimate, like someone we can't wait. To see cash it in. And it, can, it ha- has to be a bad guy. Uh, good guys winning it. It's weird. Um, I hate the calling your shot one. I love the surprise money in the bank. It's the best. Um, I do a whole podcast on my favorite ones that I have. And they're probably some of y'all's favorites too. Uh, but it absolutely has to be somebody legit. Uh, and you have to rejuvenate this briefcase WWE. Because especially on the women's side. You fucked it up too much. And uh, this year and who won it last year who won money in the bank last year oh yeah biggie biggie was great but even in that biggie one if you remember they um they lost in the ratings the week before so they that's the reason why biggie they called this shot because they were trying to get their ratings they had the week before they had lost in the demo to aw dynamite and they were like oh fuck what are we gonna do and they're like uh biggie's gonna cash in that you know that okay cool that Put some story behind it, guys. Put some uh, thought into it. Give it to somebody legitimate and let them hold it for longer than five months. You know, let them let it be the lo- the looming cloud over WWE. That shit can happen at absolutely any moment. Just my two cents on the Money in the Bank briefcase. Not a hot take because I think my I I think my feelings line up on most people, especially with the women's side of the house. Y'all have to put some respect on that women's Money in the Bank this year or next year. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have rambled on long enough. This has been episode number 56 of From the Top World Podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing all you guys this weekend on uh, watching Full Gear. Don't forget to tune in to us. Uh, follow all this information on uh, Instagram, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. they will talk about it, um, about the post-show review. We'll do it on YouTube, and we'll put it on the podcast channels. Uh, don't forget you can follow me on instagram at i hate girls rooms you can follow this podcast at from the top Road podcast don't forget old wrestle Buzz at wrestle Buzz. and don't forget project kayfabe at project kayfabe Ugh, i always mess it up at project underscore kayfabe uh they have the rvd action figure giveaway go on there look for the the post follow the instructions and participate in the giveaway there's a lot of cool stuff and uh yeah we will see you guys this weekend for the full gear review and then of course from the top Row podcast coming out this time next week until then we'll see you guys later ciao